Welcome to the Morning Yo with Michael Yo, and I'm so excited today because it's one of my favorite people in the world. She's one of, she's on one of the biggest podcasts in the world, talking about Bachelor and Bachelorette. Jess Ambrose, how are you? Oh, I am so good. I'm better now that I'm seeing your face. It's been a long time. I know, I know. So much has happened. I mean, how are you? I ask all my guests this is what have you learned during this pandemic about you and your family or is there anything that stands out to you you know i (laughs) the biggest thing that stood out to me is that as soon as this pandemic is over i'm getting an office that's out of my house because (laughs) i'm like work from home just i have been doing that for years now and now I'm realizing that mama needs her space. And oh, okay. I, I'm like, now it's just that, that I'm just over working inside my house makes me stir crazy. So now I'm going to get my own space, get my own office once this is all over. <laughs> Even when the little one's like back in school, I just, you know, I need that. You space. just want your own chatty broad space. I need my own space. And I think it help, will help me like concentrate on just being focused at work when it's work hours instead of then just being in the house sometimes i have to remind myself throughout all this like i gotta put the phone down i gotta like get into family mode it's hard to separate sometimes when you're just in the same room you know all day every day it's so true because i'll try to do work at home i have an office that's down the street from our place that i'm doing this at it's a shared office so like a lady's here at night and I take it over in the morning and I just do my podcast here and my radio shows. But if I'm at home, I notice my son will try to break down the door to get in. (laughs) When I'm home, my wife needs me to do something. No matter if I, you know what I mean? Like she's phenomenal. She does her best. But when you're home and around, it's just, you know, questions to be asked. Yeah convoluted i'm like you know now my now my personal office is in my bathroom that's the only place that i can get away for two seconds and then my daughter my bathroom i'm sitting there like on top of the tub just like answering all my emails and my daughter's sending notes underneath the door (laughs) 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 stop i love you but stop now it's crazy because uh because of your podcast chatty brats I see you do advertisements all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, and, but here's the thing. Gotta bring so, that passion now during the pandemic. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, the question is, has the money gone down because of the pandemic? Or oh, can you mean via ads? Via ads, because are they offering, are companies coming to you saying, well, we don't have as much money during the pandemic, so let's do a split or do, is there a different business model for, ads with a big podcast like yours so i'll say as far as um when everything first started uh when the pandemic initially hit and we had like the full lockdown i mean most every single advertiser had to say we need to delay our spot to six months from now because that's when like like all corporations were getting shut down and had to go home so the first thing to get cut is you know advertising budget. Um, so that definitely took a hit the first couple months. Um, you know, I'd say the last few, it's kind of back to back to normal again, as far as podcasting goes. But I will tell you with Instagram, there's a big difference because now all of a sudden, all these actual celebrities who would have been busy before are home and they're taking our Instagram coins. <laughs> okay. I know. 
I I was uh, listening to a podcast and they were like, big celebrities are now doing like advertisements. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And all the big celebrities now have podcasts. And so what, the thing that's to me a little bit unfortunate about that whole situation is that for a while was taking any sort of money away from people who had been podcasting who aren't actually celebrities. Um, there have been a few people like um, Kumail and his wife. They started a podcast and like any and all advertising went to um, the nonprofits, I believe, which I thought was so cool. Um, but you know, there's some people who like the guys from Scrubs and stuff, they're doing podcasts and they're getting huge advertising. I'm like, you guys are fine financially. I know, you're already right rich. Come on, Donald Faison. Come, Come on, dude. On. <laughs> No, it's a thing where, yeah, people have uh, spare time, but the question is, will they be around once once they get back to normal? But if the coin is so big, I mean, why not? It, for them, it's an hour of their day, once a week, exactly. probably. Exactly. Yeah, when they have, like, when their team doesn't necessarily look like them being in and out of, like, the studio editing and producing and posting, doing Instagram, like, and all that, those pieces, they they pop in, pop out. I mean, I don't blame them, but then some of the other podcasts, <laughs> it's like, this is just, has been our, just uh, all of the fuel for us. You know, you kind of go, hey, maybe stop, drop, releasing all these podcasts. Like, right. But, you know, like I it, said, I think, I think it'll, it, it comes and goes. And I think uh, right when everything happened, there was a big boom of all these celebrities starting podcasts and it seems to have kind of tapered a little bit. And the podcasts that were always tops are the top again, you know. It's funny where uh, it's kind of like hosting, what happened to hosting like I would say five, six years ago when move, not enough movies are being made, not enough TV shows are being made. It's a thing where host used to host all these big game shows and things like you would never hear of the host really. Of course. That now was, that was it's their all deal. celebrities. Now yeah. it's all celebrities. So I tell everybody my job is now you have to become a celebrity to host a game show. So you need to be acting or you need to just take it to a next level. You can't just be a great host anymore. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I never even, I had, would have never thought of that. And that makes me sad because all my favorite hosts were just hosts. Exactly. Like that was it because that they were, it's like you were like, that's a, something that's so specific and such a skill set. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But now, it, you know, and I love Jane Lynch, but she's a phenomenal actress and she'll host every game show. Yeah. So it's a, it's a thing where like I've been up for some big game shows and some big hosting jobs, but you know, they went with a celebrity and I get it. So yeah. my job is to become uh, a celebrity or more present on TV. You can't just be like an Alex Trebek when he first started or a Pat Sajak or right. even a Chris Harrison. Right. You know? right. Nobody no. knew. No one nobody knew who Harrison was. Nobody knew it. He was just a good host. Mm -hmm. And so he got the gig. Now, if The Bachelor was to happen today, it would be a celebrity or a person that's been on it. And I saw them try out this girl. What, what girl did they try out? JoJo. Yeah, jo she was not was, good. I mean, it was just, it was very, I mean, it was basic. She, she just, she came in. I'm interested to see her now this coming episode, how she does when she has more time as a host. But, you know, you can't, it, it's, it's when you don't see like classic Chris Harrison, there's a little piece of you. Well, I, I don't know if it's that. I just think people take for granted hosting. Like Very she, probably, true. she probably thought, oh, I could just go in and read the lines and it's fine. But she, as a host, it looked very unnatural 
for it's her like to they do. would have brought Rachel Lindsay in on the other hand Rachel mm-hmm. Lindsay would have come in and just swept it it would have been Chris Harrison would have been out of a job but that's the <laughs> thing Rachel Lindsay like she's now she's uh what is it um uh not e-news but she's now a host on a bunch of other like network television shows because that's she's so good at it but you know she came from the bachelor yeah uh now does your daughter enjoy the bachelor do you let her watch the bachelor and bachelorette absolutely not <laughs> no you know okay good okay because she's four or five now she just turned five i mean first of all she would if she were if she really wanted to watch it i'd be like okay fine and i would explain stuff to her but there's no way it's not it's not her deal she does not is not interested in anything like that now friends on the other hand has been a show she's been wanting to binge constantly but the bachelor she'll pop in and see like two minutes of it and it's like this is boring you know what's crazy is i've never seen an episode of friends for real for real i have never seen it because and people ask me why and I go, I've never seen Seinfeld. I've never seen Friends. And I think, and I think I figured out why is okay. because when I was young, I always worked at night because okay. I was a radio DJ. So I never saw late, like TV, like the primetime network shows because I was always at work. So, but I, I, I hear, I interviewed Jennifer Aniston probably like four years ago. And she was like, I'm getting so many new fans after it went on Netflix or yeah like people went like it's a new resurgence and younger people like it well it's so funny because i had never seen friends before either growing up at all and because i was always a seinfeld my parents raised me on seinfeld that's what we would watch at nighttime never dove into friends at all and then once it was on netflix i was actually i was pregnant with my daughter so i was doing a lot of laying around and not doing anything <laughs> television and having my feet rubbed by my husband and I started watching Friends and I just would binge it. And, you know, it, it's just, it was just so feel good that I get people, I think like conversationally when I'll talk to people who have never seen it before until their later life, they're like, oh, it has kind of like a cheesy corniness to it. I'm like, yeah, but it makes you feel warm inside. And that's what it's about. It's, I, to me, a sitcom has to be cheesy. Yeah. To a certain point because you want the ridiculousness <laughs> of a sitcom because you're like, oh, that's so funny. That would never happen to me, but it probably does happen to you. Yeah, I want to forget about real life, though, when I'm watching TV right now. That, I'm, that's what I'm saying. All the friends. I don't need any of these. I do not need any, like, more murder documentaries. I don't need anything stressful. Stop telling me to watch The Undoing. I'm sure it's amazing. But the last thing I want right now in my 2020 energy is a stressful show. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm trying to keep it positive. But isn't it amazing you bring up all these murder documentaries, how people are fascinated with this. Like, yeah. I, it's so weird how people will flock to listen to the podcast or watch a documentary about murder. It, it's surprised like me. I don't, I don't like that energy around me, so I don't watch them, but it's pretty amazing that people love them. Oh, I mean, I used to watch them like crazy. I used to actually, I went to college initially to work in forensics. I want to be a forensic psychologist and interview and you know analyze murderers that's what You're i too wanted. nice for that You're way <laughs> well, too what, nice. ha- what happened was i was in like one basic class and i found out first of all the pay that you have to become a doctor in california and then the ridiculously small amount of money you make from that and i'm like i'm out also when people realize that the sight of blood makes me like black out 
murders. Uh, this yeah. is okay. I'll just do a communications degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so before the podcast, Chatty Broads, what, what were you doing before that? So I was, um, I initially started in public relations and I was working in a public relations firm that did like was heavy on the wardrobe end. Um, and because of that, I started getting connected to different local wardrobe stylists. And then that's what I started doing for years. I did so you did wardrobe, styling. you do wardrobe for people. I did wardrobe styling for, I guess like five, five years. Did you like it? Loved it. Loved it. Um, I would still be doing it now. What ended up changing for me was having having my daughter. Wardrobe styling, at least the type that I was doing, was a seven days a week on the road constantly because I'd have my clients and they'd be doing press junkets everywhere. And so we'd be going, you know, all over the country and over to Europe to be dressing them for red carpets, which it was so much fun but you were with them constantly. And if you missed one day, they found some, someone else to do it because they needed to. And then that person might be better or they might vibe with them more. And then you were out. So it was yeah. one of those things where you're like, I have to be so present and available 24 seven because such and such actress is calling me at three in the morning, having a meltdown because her spray tan got on one of the out, like the outfits and it's a whole, you know, so it was is, is it more like, is it more like you're uh, also a therapist. I would imagine so much so much therapy involved it, yeah. i mean which i loved i ate it up you know <laughs> i was just tell me everything about your problems and i just you know it it my uh, my people pleasing tendencies i was just like this is everything it's helping me grow um but uh it, it just as a, as a mom it just wasn't i couldn't do it um because as soon as i had the little one and i'd be like yeah i have an option to do this random day and this random day they'd found other people so that's then you know, I was doing occasional gigs here and there. I ended up, once my daughter was born, I would do the occasional like music. I'd work with some musicians sometimes because they were a little, you know, they didn't bring you on the road as much. They would just want you for random gigs. Um, but then, yeah, I, I tried to find, figure out something that I could do from home as a parent. And I'm like, maybe I should start doing a podcast. And that's how you two teamed up on it. Well, so I was trying to, I was like, you know, racking my brain, like, what would I want to talk about? I'm like, I watch a lot of reality TV, you know, I, uh, I hadn't ended up meeting Becca, my co-host, um, right before she was going to be on The Bachelor, which I always watched, but I didn't really know her. She was just a, a friend of mutual friends and we'd just bump into each other, like, randomly at different parties but we would always end up in a corner talking for hours together um so then one day I got the courage to kind of corner her and be like I know you've probably gotten offers from a, diff a bunch of like you know the iHeart radios and all that but I have the equipment would you be down to start a podcast with me I know I'm like nobody but she was like okay yeah let's try it and then and now did it take <laughs> off did it take off right away did y'all see the numbers right away um, I would say it didn't no, I mean, obviously there's like an initial, because she has a decent amount of Instagram followers, there was like that initial surge with the first episode and people seemed to like it. Um, but we had decided when we, even though I approached her talking about like, Hey, let's talk about the bachelor. Uh, we ended up deciding we were just going to talk about motherhood because she had just found out that she was pregnant and you know, she was going to be a young mom, which is unusual in Los Angeles. And I'm a mom. So I'm like, let's talk about this type of stuff. She was on board. We decided we're like, we're not going to talk about the bachelor. We're going to talk about all these other things. Cut to like 10 episodes later, 
uh, the season, Colton's season of The Bachelor was airing, and people were just like, please do a recap. And as soon as we started doing recaps of the show, then it started. Then it just, stop. then it just, you saw the numbers just explode yes. then. Yeah. So, like, obviously, we know our lane. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> so we so, should stick with this. Is there any other, because we're going to get to The Bachelor and yeah. the season, this season, but is there any other reality shows or movies you've seen lately that blew you away? I mean, I, I, I will say this. I was obviously like right when the pandemic hit, I hadn't watched Love is Blind, watched, binge that in two seconds. We ended up recapping that. That was nuts. And I'm very excited for the second season of that because- Wait, is that the show with Nick Lachey? Yes. And Vanessa, right? Yes, yes. Okay, my wife started that and I, I don't know what happened, but we didn't finish it, but it was good. It was really so, good. Yeah, it was one of those ones where episode to episode, things kind of change. So the first two episodes, they're in those pods. But then it starts to have like real life, like stuff starts happening. And you're like, oh, this is getting really weird. And then the last two episodes where they're, they have to decide to get married within like one month of knowing each other. That was wild. Everyone's telling me, like everyone I know has been really binging Married at First Sight, which I never really got deep into, but I've heard it's fantastic. I need to start getting into that. Um, but to be honest, the as far as reality goes, the biggest thing that I've been watching for the past few months is our YouTubers. I had never... I can't stop watching it. Are you going down the wormhole now? Like the I am, YouTube videos? I am in the deepest wormhole. <laughs> and I feel so embarrassing because I'm like a 32-year-old woman watching like these YouTubers, but I can't stop. And it's, it's, I mean, it's reality TV and I'm, you know, like Trisha Paytas. I cannot stop watching her. Okay. Like, so, so what, I, I don't even know who that is, but what makes her so good to you? I mean, I had just initially heard of Trisha Paytas because it was this, it was this woman who was known to be like very problematic saying things that were like not okay. I'm like, who is this? And I started watching her and she does like a lot of mukbangs out of her car. Um, and so she'll go through fast food and she'll just sit and talk to the camera, almost like a podcast. And I can't stop watching it. I have no, my husband and I both watch it together. I have no way of describing what it is and every time we watch it we'll look at each other and be like why are we watching this why can't we stop watching this there's not any sort of is it good or is it more like a car wreck or what what makes her so good though like why it's all of it it's a car wreck but there's also something about her that like it, there's like a magnetic type of thing where i'm like i can't i don't know what it is a lot of people have compared her to um like anna nicole Okay. Oh, like that vibe. Okay. So that type of energy where I'm like, this is a mess and I cannot stop watching it. Where, where that, she could be in a drive-thru and just do a, a line of Coke while she's ordering food. Yeah. And, and you're like, you're like, why, why? I mean, why am I watching this woman eat like, like Burger King Whoppers? And I, and I just want to keep watching this. I've been watching this for three hours. What's wrong with me? Well, you know, well, you know, like people like, I'm not saying you like weird stuff, but some, there are videos out there with just people eating that people love. And it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy to me how my son loves this kid, Ryan on YouTube. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> it is the cheapest homemade video. Literally. I was like, honey, we got to grab a camera and follow our kid around, you know, like it, the vid, you would think, <laughs> you would think it's like great editing. No. 
it's not. And this kid is killing. He made $23 million last year from YouTube. $23 million. Unbelievable. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. But when certain things like that, that's what I'm saying. There's this weird, I guess it's star quality. I don't know when it's just that unexplainable thing where like, I don't know why I'm still watching this. It's not high budge. It's so basic, but yet we all want to watch it. And, and that's the thing is I always think, oh, when I do something, it needs to look super great. And then I'm low, noticing the biggest, sometimes the biggest podcast, sometimes the biggest things on social medias, on YouTube, et cetera. It's just like, oh, here's a camera. Let's go. You yeah. know? If it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like if it, if it works, it works regardless of quality. Yeah. Sure. So your daughter, I love your daughter. She has such a big personality because <laughs> my son is about six months from four. So he's like okay. three and a half. When did your daughter's like huge personality kick in? From the get. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, she, I, I'll never, the, my, the thing that I always tell people is the second that she was born, she never fell asleep on me once. I mean, as like, this is my baby. I had her, I delivered her. She never fell asleep on me. And the second she came out, they, you know, you typically you have the baby and you're patting them and their heads facing over your shoulder. She would scream at an hour old. All the nurses were like, why can't, and then you'd have to face her out at an hour old. She had to be looking out. It was so, she's been like that, like since she was little, she's so, um, needing to like absorb everything around her, which made, you know, sleeping a nightmare for, oh. <laughs> for the first year because everything distracted her. You know, when she was going to daycare, all the kids would nap. And it was always the joke amongst the teachers, Ember will never take a nap because the people being around her stimulates her too much. So she just won't sleep. So did you, did you try to sleep train her or you, you're oh, a mom? Oh, we did. ended up sleep training her because it, it was maybe, she was maybe six months old and I mean, you should have seen me. <laughs> it, was, it was a dark time. Circled <laughs> <laughs> down into like the bottom of my nose around my eyes. You know, my husband, Evan, he was, he was uh, super busy. He was like touring and he was gone a ton. So I just had her, I'm like, she will not sleep for the life of me. And we had a special sleep trainer come in and was like this this child is just distracted by everything. And we had to, when I'm telling you what her room looks like, even to this day, blackout curtains, like if a sliver of light is coming in, uh -huh. like three sound machines, it sounds like a helicopter inside her bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wild. And to this day, she will not sleep every once in a while, you know, be like, okay, why don't you come and cuddle in bed and we can like sleep together. Or you're in a hotel. She can't sleep in bed with anybody or near us. Cause it, wow. it's distracting for her. So she's well, just, I, like I, I, she I mean, my son right now, if he's, and I told my wife, she, she can't hear the kids cry. So it's so hard for her to sleep train. And like me, I don't have those feelings. You yeah. know, I'm just like, this is best for the family, you know, but now my wife broke down. Now our son is in bed with us and, yeah. And, our, and our daughter's in a crib right next to us. And I'm like, oh, my God, my life is being taken. Like, <laughs> we're all inside. We're all we're, piled together. Oh, listen, And, and it was the plan when we first started. I was like, babe, this yeah. cannot happen. 
and it's happened. So yeah. that's where we are now. Like, oh, I no. Listen, if I would have been in a position where my kiddo would have fallen asleep with me in bed, I would have been exactly like your wife, and I've been like, "You're sleeping here every single night." I ended up getting to the breaking point because it was like, "Oh, she's getting sick because she can't sleep." And oh, that, okay. So like, it's like it, that. It was like she could, like it was real, real bad. If she would have fallen asleep in my bed, I'd been like, "You're here until you're 14 years old." <laughs> So whose personality does she have more of yours or your husband's? I sure don't know. Um, she is her own human. Own being. I mean, we, even, even our families are like, where did she come from? Like we, <laughs> she, she's very, very stubborn like me. Um, and she's very musically inclined like her father. Other than that, I, she's, I'm not sure. So, I mean, obviously she has a lot of talent are you the type of mother or y'all parents like let's get her once this pandemic is through acting classes or get her in her in commercials etc because she's mean, in all your ads for instagram so yeah no i know i know well that's the thing i don't know because as far as like my ads go for instance the only time that i'll have her in i always ask her I'm like do you want to do them with me and if she says sure then i put her in an ad but then we'll take that money and we'll put it in her savings account if she's in with me. Um, but it's very much, I'm like, she wants, she talks about it. She's like, when I'm growing up, I'm going to be a singer and a dancer and a painter. And so she wants to do all this. I'm very reluctant. And so if she keeps pushing it, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, let's throw her in theater classes and dance classes as soon as this is done. But as far as, getting her in the industry i don't know if she if she keeps like begging and asking it like for it then maybe but you know i'm nervous yeah i'm not being a stage mom is not in my blood i'm too much of like i just would feel too bad all the time about everything i don't know if i if i have it in me but she wants it so we'll see yeah yeah that's a tough balance where my son has a big personality but he hates even us taking a picture of him. So I was, I was like, no, well, it's not right for him. Sure. Sure. You know? He's just, but he, when you hang out with him, he's so funny. As yeah. soon as you try to take, even when I try to just take pictures at home, like, uh, like nah, no, no, leave me alone, dad, leave me alone. <laughs> oh my so, God. So let's talk about this year's bachelor. Oh, let's get into it. Oh my God. Or it's the bachelorette. Let's talk about it. So Claire was the first bachelorette. What's yeah. the dude she winded up with? What's his name again? Dale. Dale. Now, I will say this. I want to talk about Dale first. I really liked Dale a yeah. lot when I met him. But the more I got to know him on social media, I don't like him as much for some reason. Yeah. You know what? So obviously when I feel like we first saw Dale, I was like, you know, as a, a woman who is attracted to men, I'm like, oh my God, like all of us fainted. I mean, the man is absolutely stunning. Um, and yeah, he was fun. He is like, he's sparkly, but I would agree with you getting to know him via social media. He's very much the type of guy who puts up like constant inspirational quotes, like three times a day and is very much like 100% no shade love Tony Robbins, but has bought like a ticket to all of Tony Robbins, you know, yeah. seminars. But 
Claire's that way too. So it totally ends up making sense to me why there's that connection. Cause at first I'm like, what is going on? Is this, is, is this right? But then Claire, you know, if, if you've been following her for a while on social media, she's the exact same works out, posts an inspirational quote, takes the video where she looks into the camera and like tells you, you can do you, you got this girl, just like how Dale does it on his end. So it's almost like, whoa, you guys are very similar. But, but I guess the question is because I don't follow him on social media. I'll just yeah. see him pop up in my feed. Was he like that before he was on the show? Cause I know you dig deep. Did you oh, go yeah, back? Yeah, you got it. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I've been following him as soon as, um, you know, what was so wild about this season that was just so unique is because of the pandemic, we had the Instagram handles of all the men who were going to be on the season months before they started yeah. filming. So I had my eyeball on everybody. <laughs> you know, I'm watching these guys and what they're posting. And Dale has been like that from the get-go. He's wow. always been that guy. I mean, he always had uh, a, he had a decent following on Instagram because of having been a football player um, and, you know, all the nonprofits that he's involved in also being a model. Like, he had a decent following already, and he was very much like, it's Tuesday talk time. Like, send me your questions, and I'll inspire you. Yeah. I mean, he's been like that for, like – Okay, good. Yeah. And, and like I said, she's like that too. And I think that's why – she had been having, she had been keeping an eyeball on all these men for months before filming her season. And that's why she was, I think, obsessed with him because it so, was like, that's her type of person. So then tell me why I don't like him as much. I don't know. Like, I, I know that's hard, but it seems well, like, no, I get it. But I don't really, I don't know. It's almost to me watching it. And I don't know Dell at all. I, I just feel like he's not the, um, he's not the, it's almost like he's doing it now because he's more popular. Like everything he does is motivated by popularity. Sure. sure. But I guess, I guess that's anyone would do that though. You know, I, I don't know. Even my wife said that to me. She goes, I've been watching him and I don't like him as much as I now, used to. There's definitely, I completely understand what you're saying. There's, it's weird because there's the balance of, well, now you have this platform and you have a ton of followers and you can make money from it. God bless. I don't blame you. I do the exact same thing. But when it doesn't feel as authentic, there's a little bit of a thing. And I just feel like maybe I'm completely wrong. But having watched him on social media for a while, he has kind of that, like, like I said, that motivational energy that just in general, someone like me is a little bit like, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's not yeah. my thing so much. So I think sometimes for me, it can come off a little bit like cringe city, but some people love that. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. But I, but I, I, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's, there's definitely been, I also think too, because people were giving them such a hard time and saying that you guys are lying. You guys have been in contact for forever. I feel like he's really like, trying to make it clear and pushing the narrative that like no this is for real we do actually like each other and i think it's a little bit like yeah we get yeah, it I, we I, guess it's, I guess like i always doubt couples sure. on this show because n it hardly ever works out like i mean of it, course. so it's kind of like i'm going with the odds and mm -hmm. i remember the only thing i remember is i had a friend not on the bachelor but a different show that basically they won it and they stayed together for the year that they promoted to the next season and then they broke up and that's how usually the pattern is yeah. they get all the publicity they can for a year and then as soon as 
that next season starts, they're kind of forgotten. Totally. And then they break up, you know? So I've always had that stuck in my head. And let's just talk about Claire. I hate to use the word crazy. I hate to use the word like, I mean, it, it was very weird to watch a person having a meltdown and crying. And, and as a guy, knowing my wife, knowing her friends, was it because she was an older woman? It's like, this is my shot and I got to make it happen. Okay. So have you seen Claire before in any of her other seasons? No, no. This is Claire. Oh, this is her. Okay. Claire. Like Claire is Disney princess, emotional, everything is like, but let's get to the heart of it. And you're like, it's okay. Sometimes we can just be surface level. We don't have to have one, you know, like one dinner together. And I need to know every deep intimate thing about you. She's, she, from the very first season, cause she was on Juan Pablo season who like, what a train wreck that season. Yeah. Um, but she was very much the, you know, look into the camera, have this like over the top, again, motivational speech type, like, I'm a woman, I know what I want, just always like that, always like that, and then I think she was on two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, if I'm not mistaken, no, Bachelor in Paradise, and then Winter Games, a different franchise, like, off of uh, The Bachelor, and it was the same thing, on Winter Games, she fell in love with a guy in two seconds, and then decided he's not for her, and then she got engaged right away to someone else, the, like, very emotional, very emotional okay so that goes to my point if she's bouncing around she falls in love really quick yes it's i i i don't i just don't want to say anything like that's too it's just it seems like guys can't handle that after a certain amount of time well beck and i had to have like you know we have a running guess of how long we think the relationship's gonna last. how long do you think it's gonna last um so initially i said that um come come uh june they'll be done that's fast wait is that when the next season starts no, but I think that that'll be around when they're filming Bachelor in Paradise, and I think that will be when we know how serious Dale is, because will he want his Bachelor in Paradise shot or not? Um, mm. Becca thinks it'll be like a year and a half, but apparently they're moving it. They're moving in together. How old is he? He's thirty-one, right? Thirty-two. Yeah, 30, thirty-two, I think. 32. Okay, at least it's not like a twenty-year-old, twenty-something-year-old no. guy, because yeah. But I also, this is my thing too. It's like, because I heard like they're moving in together, all this, but I'm like, everybody, these are the unprecedented times. Like this is the quarantine times. Everyone's moving in together. All my friends have moved in with their, like their, the person they were casually dating. So I I don't know how, how I feel about everyone being like, well, it's, it's like for sure going to happen. I think, you know, I bless them both. I think I, I hope that it works for both. Me of too. Them. Me too. Because I really it, do. I just thought she was awful on the Bachelor this Bachelorette this season. I just thought she 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 just treated every guy like shit, and she except Dale. You know. So so this is and this is where okay. So Becca and I went really hard for Claire um, during our recaps. And we got a lot of heat for it, but we felt like the level of producer involvement in the the episodes that were Claire 
focused was so heavy that yes. it's almost impossible to figure out what was Claire and what was the production because there were so many clips that were Frank and bided together where you could hear and then we were listening to them over and they were everything was pushed together that whole you know that comment where um where after one of the group dates claire doesn't give a rose and she's like make some comment like they can't say that about my fiance and everyone was like she's already calling dale her fiance well turns out in the roast they were I guess all the guys were making fun of this guy named Benoit, who she had been engaged to on Winter Games. They broke up. They're now friends. And I guess all the guys were going in on this guy, Benoit, and making fun of him. And if you listen closely, she says ex-fiance, and they kind of cut it out. And so what she's upset about when she's grilling all the guys, Dale gets brought up, but what she was grilling all the guys about was that they were giving her ex-fiance Benoit such a hard time so there was so much and she contacted us she was you know we're waiting for her to get off contract but apparently i mean the 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 amount of production editing and involvement and it's now proven because they were having to quarantine Tasha. they had Tasha on like on the grounds in la quinta like two days after claire started filming they were trying to get claire out did they, they want, not like her? I think I think it might have been one of two things or maybe both combined. I don't think the reception was great from Claire. People were when when Claire was announced as the bachelorette, all of a sudden they have a big younger audience that's new and they're like who is this? Like people yeah. stoked about it. She wasn't doing great and even though they had all this press for her and now of all times they have a show that they weren't able to film so they need the ratings to be great and this bachelor isn't bringing in tons of great ratings and then on top of it of course, everyone. Wait, but, but how would they know she's not going to bring in great ratings when it, they didn't even air it? They're, are they just going by reception just buzz? By reception and buzz. Gotcha. And it, was not, it wasn't going very well. Um, the clips weren't getting a ton of hits. In, and then on top of everything, of course, then all these people, there was the outcry for, hey, ABC, the lack of diversity is staggering on this show. Why didn't we get Mike Johnson as The Bachelor? So then, of course, they all of a sudden announced that Matt James is going to be The Bachelor. Okay, stop. And Let's talk about this dude but real I think quick. that's why they had Tasha. They then brought Tasha in. So, so I know we're jumping around. Well, let's talk about that dude in a second. But so yeah. you're saying as soon as they started filming, you think, and this is just your thoughts. It's not no, no, proven. No no, 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 no. We know that she was on. Okay, so, so they basically said, Claire, hurry up and, and pick somebody and get out of here. They didn't tell Claire to hurry up and pick somebody. What happened is, is they found, like, this is at least from what we know a little bit of, is they knew, producers knew that Dale was Claire's favorite. Claire very obviously is a very emotional person. And like I said, very, like, Disney fairy tale. Becca was saying, when you're in production for hours and hours just grilling getting interviewed by by producers and they're like oh yeah but that guy dale before she even meets him which is then why when he walks out it's like that's my guy like he, she's getting so hyped up and then they allow her to have all this time with dale the one moment where dale is like i'm gonna be with her for five minutes and there it's like hours later becca was saying 
every bachelor lead wants to have their long amount of time with the person they like the most, production would never allow it. They're letting her do that. They were letting them have all these moments together. They're pushing like the Dale. And then even when the one guy, Yosef, goes off on her and she's crying, they clearly, Dale wasn't even around. They bring him alone in. Oh, yeah. The, the production level of this show this year is horrible. It's and, horrible. And, yeah, and then, and then on top of it all, so she's obviously falling for, for Dale. And then all of a sudden they bring Chris Harrison in, and Chris Harrison is like, so clearly Dale's the one that you're into. Do you want to even finish this? You're so, like, they were pushing her. Obviously they couldn't, they didn't, like, literally take her and go pick someone and leave, but they were pushing her so hard to and they know who they're dealing with because they've worked with claire for years and she's so emotional and driven by everything that but her like all it's all heart driven and then they had taisha on set and they had do her you think set. claire knew that do you think claire knew she was no. there no no i don't think she knew that she was there i think she probably found out she was there when they were like leaving because i'm sure Claire was going, how are you guys going to wrap this? So, so let me ask, let me ask you this. What if Claire didn't pick Dell and she wanted to keep going with the show? Then what would have happened? I think they probably would have finished it finished or show, or maybe even, you know, maybe even decided to again, do something unprecedented and throw in a second bachelor bachelorette. Maybe they'd throw in Tasha and be like, Claire, you clearly have your eye set on one person. Let's mm. mix this up something to add more drama because as far as they know it's like listen we can't leave la quinta we can't do exciting dates this is going to be a really boring season unless we shake it up, up. yeah and, it claire, and claire as the show uh, the the show producers like well she can't carry a full season not going on all these extravagant dates so let's bring exactly. it and and i will say if that was their calculated move it worked out great because as soon as Tasha came on She's phenomenal, and she oh. treats every guy like they're special, which I love. Like, I, I, I think she's phenomenal. The first three episodes with Claire were the most uh, heavy, like, just downer episodes because she's so intense um, and yes. emotional. And the second Tasha came on the screen, it was like a breath of fresh air. She's lighthearted. She's fun. It was such a different energy. And it was like, oh my God, we needed Tasha so badly. We did. We did. Because Claire was just a train wreck all three episodes. Now, she on her Instagram, I guess she made a message saying she's getting a lot of hate and she's a normal yeah. person. And so, so what is the hate coming from that people just didn't like her as the bachelorette? You know what? I felt really bad for her because I thought it was extremely like not justified. Um, she was getting so much kickback because everyone was like, you are so rude to these men. You're not getting to know them. You don't respect the process of this show. And I'm like, listen. If this show is about finding true love and everyone's bought into this, like this BS narrative that like, you know, there are so many people who watch it and go, production what? Everyone's just falling in love. It's like, yeah. well, that's what the show's supposed to be about. Claire did it best because she found her person in three episodes. Like why? And this is what I think is that 
Claire, probably via production, was being told, you're going to be a hero. People are going to love the fact that you had this quick love story with this incredible man. And then all of a sudden, she's getting all this hate, and it was probably very jarring, because it's like, what are you guys... And then people were like, oh, you're lying. You guys have been talking outside of the show See, for however long. Which I'm like, first of all, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I, was, I was the same. I was like, who cares? They could talk for years before. Who cares? People are married to this process. It's so funny because everyone says they want to see people fall in love. And yet, if you don't follow the rules of the show, people get a real tweet. Well, what, what's uh, we gone back and forth about this. You know my opinion about the show. It's that oh. <laughs> if you're watching a person make out with 20 different people, what kind of process of love is that for real? Uh, it's 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 just like it, well the the thing that's so funny to me is I've talked to people who are um who are polyamorous or who are in open relationships and they think it's so funny that all these people who are all about monogamy are so like worship the bachelor and they're like you have a problem with like you have a problem with like my open lifestyle, but yet you, you believe like this is it like you, you don't see that this is kind of like an open polyamorous situation, which is great again, bless. But then why do you have this weird thing that someone has to choose one person in the end? And if like they're hooking up with another person, then that's wrong and they're cheating. It's like, no, do we, do we not understand what's going on right now? It just, it's so, it's so funny to me. Like, you know what it's called? It's called hypocrisy. That's what <laughs> there, it's called. There you go. And That's there, what it's called. It's, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. It's like women are like, I want a guy that would never cheat on me, never like go out with other women. But you watch a show every single day where a dude is going out and cheating on a girl every single night. Exactly. Exactly. What, what makes me laugh too is it's always like, I want, you know, you wonder uh, these people start their relationship in a, a basically an open relationship yes. setting and so then you they're supposed to then pick one and at the end of the day you know peter what a mess but him oh. then all over the place you're like well everyone again kind of asked for it he was yeah. allowed to, to have these relationships with like 20 women at once yeah i don't know you know uh who's your favorite to wind up with taisha at the end of the season it's so tough there are a lot of really good guys this season um you know, I, I think per public opinion, I love Ivan. Ivan I, is the man. First of all, he's black and Asian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. Ivan actually, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I don't want to get him in trouble, but I hit him up because he was Blasian on like oh. a DM on Instagram. Yeah. I hit him up and I was like, yo, man, it's good to see representation. And he goes, you know, I listen to you talk about The Bachelor all the time. And that kind of motiv motivated me to do the show. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So I don't know if that was on your show or my show, but he said the re a big reason why he's on the show is because he used to listen to the podcast. And he, j he didn't say which one, but of him – so awesome. And he thought it was great because I was blazing talking about The Bachelor and Bachelorette. He goes, oh, so that kind of inspired me to do it, which was very cool. Well, then we thank you, Michael, because he is, <laughs> we are so happy that he has been uh, on this show this season. I mean, 
he's from the from the get becca and i were like ivan's the someone to watch even with quinn claire when they weren't showing him often because he was staying out of the drama you'd see him with like his chest board and you're like this man he's he's handsome he's like you know he's focused he's got his chest he's this like smart he's an aer- aeronautical engineer yeah, i like, know come on now like come on and uh and just staying out of the drama and then the second that taisha walked out that man lit up like a christmas tree and he was like this is his person and he was just it was like seeing i mean he's he was so apparent to me where it's like, oh, he is here, and he is here for Tasha. Like, this, obviously, you know, he probably was cast, didn't know 100%. They were throwing names around like Tasha, Claire, Kelsey. You don't necessarily know. It's Claire. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe Claire and I would work. He's probably not getting a lot of time with her. Tasha walks in. It's like, yes. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think – my gut tells me that there's more of um, – like a forever friendship between the two of them. Tasha's gonna wind up with a white dude. I've always thought that as soon as she walked out, I was like, hey, she's ethnic, she's mixed, but she's gonna wind up with a white dude. I feel like I'm I have a feeling that she's gonna end up with Brendan. Um I think, you know, per typical bachelor lore, the one who gets the first one-on-one date a lot of times is either the winner or the one in the top two. And uh, she obviously is over the moon for Brendan. And, you know, her ex was a roofer, which is kind of random. And so is Brendan, which is strange. (laughs) You know, there's kind of that weird crossover. um, And I think that I have a feeling she'll end up with Brendan. um, But Ivan, you know, he's... He's like the apple of our eye over here. And we really, I mean, I wish he was our next bachelor. I'll tell you that much. I hope he's the next bachelor because I would be so proud. And I was telling, I say it pretty much every podcast, this last year, year and a half is the first time in my life, and I'm over 40, that I've seen so many mixed race couples on TV as in commercials with kids. Like, I don't know if you remember, but six, seven years ago, they had a commercial for Life Cereal. It was a cereal where a white mom was eating cereal in the kitchen and a black dad was eating cereal in the living room and they were married and they had a mixed kid and people lost their shit. They got so much hate mail about it. It was unbelievable. And that's just six to seven years ago. So now to see, and then all the interracial couples kind of disappeared for a while, but now to see them come back the last year, year and a half in the representation, because you've had black representation, you've had Asian representation that was really big. And now it's a, well, and even even that was that's been minimal. There needs minimal. To be a lot more. It's been but, minimalized. Yeah, yeah. But it's the first time I've actually seen in my lifetime yeah. so many mixed race couples with kids. They're showing the kids too yeah. on television, and that means so much to me because I'm seeing people like myself. And it took me, and it took over forty something years in my life to see that, which is crazy. But here's where we are. Well, and I mean, even we see with Claire and Dale. Um, and then when I was talking about love is blind, uh, the final couple was Cameron and Lauren, um, and he's white and she's black. And they were like the love story of love is blind. It was like from the get, they were the couple that were just so deeply in love. They're still together. I mean, and, and that was like you said, I, I, you know, you hadn't seen it and I, now you're kind of seeing it everywhere, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy because my parents got married and I went back and checked this. 
I believe in 1960, it became law where couples that were different races could get married. So that meant before 1960, you had to marry your own race or it was against the law. I believe I'm correct in that. So just six years after that, my parents got married. So they were really kind of like the first people that were like interracially married. And that's why, because I was wondering when I was growing up, why I didn't see it a lot. And now I, I know why. Now I could be wrong on the law, but I believe people probably were still doing it but technically it was against yeah. the law, yes. which is crazy. Yeah. Yes. I, and I, I, I was having a conversation with one of my best friends the other day. And I mean, you know, we're, she's 32 and she started dating. We all were dating our mutual, you know, mutual friends in high school. And she, um, is in a, uh, a mixed race relationship. And she, when we were in high school, even then they like she was given a hard time about it because you weren't seeing that at all oh yeah and uh, and we were talking about what you're saying the law the other day i believe it was the anniversary of the law um getting passed about a month ago and uh, her and i were having that conversation and it's just it's crazy it's crazy yeah. so let's talk about uh bennett and noah I mean, scariest thing I've ever witnessed on television in my entire life. <laughs> you know, like Bennett reminds me has that Clark Kent look, but also like a psycho killer. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. that cross. Yes. He, so when the, when the season started, I had like a fun obsession with Bennett. Cause it's like, I mean, obviously like, who is this guy? We've never seen someone who's so blatantly like that on the show where he has his like own suite and he has his martini and he's always in his robe. And I'm like, I was like, oh, this is a funny shtick. And then you start to figure out, oh, no, 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 no. This is actually who he is. And then it's not so funny anymore. <laughs> now, now do, you, do you find him attractive? No, not at all. But I understand okay, he's classic good looking. Yes, he's the classic good looking. Like old school 50s, you know, well, wife, here, bring me my food, kids, <laughs> leave me alone, that type of <laughs> exactly the father who you like you know who was always just in the living room drinking and like yeah. you know, like <laughs> with children yeah exactly exactly but the thing is he also has that when i first saw him i remember saying like he reminds me of the character in like a 1990s hallmark movie who the uh, the single mom falls in love with and all the kids hate him because he wants to like steal christmas and they're like oh my god and he like he's a lawyer and he always you know he's always you get always those like steve gutenberg type shots where they're in the slacks with the shirt on like all the chest hair like that is bennett to me so and you're saying bennett is grinch is that what you're saying he's trying bennett to steal christmas is, we think he's like this that's a very evil prince energy very <laughs> like, <laughs> he he is a frightening to us at first like i said i thought it was a shtick and now i'm like oh he's the evil prince and ed is his henchman and ed just like does his bidding and we see him pop up every once in a while and help like foil plans but what do you think about Noah? See, I don't, I, I think Noah's one of those, he broke the fight club rule or the bachelor rule where you don't go ratting out people. Snitches yeah. get stitches. I do not like a snitch. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's, mm -hmm. and, and again, like you said, it's the rule. You don't snitch. And people typically who are on the show who do, they always end up getting sent home. But 
Okay. Becky and I have been on our podcast. We've been going head to head about this because she right away really liked Noah. And I was like, no, thank you. He is not, he is not for me. I'm not a fan. Um, she really liked him. She thought he was funny and she kind of thought he was a little bit of like a shit stir in a fun way that he's kind of just kind of one of those people who likes to just poke the bear a little bit. Um, I think as far as him snitching, which I didn't really think about until our last recap, is that he actually doesn't have any sort of loyalty to the men in the house because he got there the same day that Taisha did. All those guys have been in a relationship getting to know each other for weeks, and he showed up with him and two other guys, Spence, Ernie Spencer and those other two guys that we didn't, didn't get to know. So it's kind of like, I'm in here, I'm coming in late, I'm going to blow this place up, which I- Well, but, but that's what he was cast. Like, as soon as he came in, I go, oh, okay, they casted him to do that, gave sure. him direction to do that, because the other two guys aren't doing that. Well, I mean, remember though, right away, Spencer, the guys, he came in, Spencer came in hot. He was, came in and he was just like, I'm not telling you guys how many men are in the limo. Like, mm -hmm. sorry about it. And they came for Spencer that first episode hard. And you thought, oh, he's going to be a villain character, of which he hasn't been that person at all. And now it's been Noah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm interested with Noah. I was not... I was not a fan of Noah, but after watching how Bennett was with him this past episode, I'm like, if I got to choose Team Noah or Team Bennett, I am always Team Noah between the two of them. Yeah, yeah. He lost me with the box. Bennett lost <laughs> me with that with that box. But do you think it was Bennett that put stuff in the box, or do you think the producers made the box and told him to fill it up? Whose idea was it, do you think? So I think it was a beautiful combination of yeah. <laughs> I think it was a gorgeous marriage between Bennett and producers. And I also think that Bennett is our, like, he's a producer's dream. He is, has so many quirks and they're just like, Oh God, we're going to use this guy. This is clickbait all over the place. I bet that he said to a producer, like, I think I want to give him like a gentleman's war gift or whatever. That sounds <laughs> like Bennett. Yeah. And then they're like, what about you put it in this box? And they provided a box for him because obviously where did that come from with the wrapping paper? So, you know, my guess is he probably wanted to put in the emotional intelligence book and then they encouraged him like, why not put a couple other things in there? Like, what about the mustache? That's a funny, you made a joke about it being a skid mark above his lip. You should probably hear, like, you know, I, I think it was indefinitely encouraged, but the idea of actually doing it and the way that he did it was so horrifying when he gave him the box and he was like, do you want to open it or do you want me to open it and explain it all to you? It was, it was straight out of a villain, like a horror movie. I couldn't it's like, believe it. It's like if it was a, a mafia movie, he would have opened the box and it would have been somebody's head. You oh, know, like, sure. hey, your mom. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. <laughs> exactly. Well, all I, could, all I kept picturing was uh, like Brad Pitt with Kevin Spacey in Seven. And then yeah. and Morgan Freeman opening the box. And I was just like, don't open the box. Don't open the box. <laughs> so, so since Tasha came on, uh, I don't know if y'all keep track of ratings. Have they gone up since Claire left? Or is it about the same? You know what? I haven't checked, but I know that when the transition was happening, the ratings were really high. Um, and I now, now say, let me ask you this, yeah. not to cut you off, but social media wise, are the clips getting a lot more clicks and things like that? Is Bennett big with the 
clicks because he's so crazy. Yeah, I think it's it's been pretty steady since Tasha came in, and the ratings. You know, I think the rate the ratings actually did really well at the top of Claire season two because they teased everything that was going on. They let it like you know they let E come out and say. Tasha's the next Bachelorette, but yet the Bachelor franchise acted like that wasn't happening. So they teased us to get everyone to start watching this to be like, what is going on? And then they were they were allowing photos to get leaked of different people like Hannah Ann on set, uh, you know, um, Wells on set, and they and Becca Kufrin on set, and and they they were you know it's almost the strategy. It seems like the strategy was, hey we got to do as much as we can to get people through these first three or four episodes till Tasha yep. gets here. And then yep. once Tasha gets, it's, it's all good. It's smooth sailing. Yep. And then we get to know the guys and she's amazing. We have a great group of guys and then now it's all good. And now it feels actually like a, like a typical like bachelor bachelorette season for the first time. And the crazy dates don't really matter. No. That's what's interesting is we love all these crazy ass dates things we could never do now what i like about the the main thing i like about this season this is stuff a dude can watch with his girl and go i can do that yeah exactly this is the first season where a normal dude can do the shit they're it's doing attainable it's attainable it's yes. not one well, and actually it you know it makes you wonder oh is there a likelihood that this relationship might actually work because it feels more realistic than you all jet setting around the world and doing the craziest stuff together like you guys are just hanging out at la quinta uh, you all could very you guys could very easily purchase a room there for a week you know after the show's done this is not a huge stretch yeah yeah i mean overall after Tasha came in i liked the show um how many more episodes do they have when is this thing over do you know yes okay so and i have to count um i think there's six more episodes okay, okay. so but we're there we're gonna double down here so the two weeks before, so the week before Christmas, there's going to be a Monday, Tuesday episode. And the week of Christmas, there's going to be a Monday, Tuesday episode. All right. So there it goes Christmas with my family. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, Jess, thanks for hopping on with me. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, the Chatty Broads and all that good stuff. Uh, Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess is the podcast. You can find that on all podcast platforms. Also, we have a YouTube channel up now, um, so you can subscribe there and actually see us. Um, and then uh, at Chatty Broads on Instagram, and my personal Instagram is at the Bad Mom with two Ds. All right. Thanks, Jess. You're the best. Thank you, Michael. It was so good to see you. All right. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Bye. Bye.